Let me ask you a question. What's the worst day on the golf course you've ever had? We talk about our worst golf experiences and I'm not sure anyone can beat Tim's. Ben breaks his driver this weekend and of course we've got Popswatch. Has he recovered from his dark, dark golf place? Brought to you as ever by myself, Chris Wright. Me, Tim Williams. And me, Ben Fowlis. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sports fans, wherever you listen to us, whenever you are listening to us, we are back. Myself, Chris, Ben and Timbo. Guys, I'm I'm being put off now because I can see Ben typing in the document about what on our goals. So he's obviously getting a a head start on the the podcast here. I see what's going on. Okay, Uh, we're going to be diving into all kinds of things today. But first, let's start off with how we've been getting on. We're also going to go, obviously, go to Pops Watch at some point and see how he's been getting on this week. If you haven't been listening, that is uh, the guy in our group whose golf morale has been an all-time low uh, and we're watching and paying attention to his recovery. But before we get to there, Ben, I think you were the only one of the three of us at, for a golf podcast, but only one of us to have been out this weekend playing golf is uh, feels poor. But anyway, Ben, carry carry the team. What have you been up to? Uh, there, if people saw the socials, they'll have seen some news going on. So tell us what's been going on. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll start this with a kind of precursor. You may be able to hear a slight difference to my voice. Uh, it's been a pretty big week in my life, uh, I've spoken about before. I'm a big Chelsea fan and we've just won the Champions League. So on Saturday night, um, I celebrated probably like I've celebrated nothing else ever before. Um, and that put me in a very, very... I was say, I assume with all gluten-free beers though, right? I assume you kept on, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of did that and, then, and avoided all, all kind of gluten-free and then... Chelsea popped one in. Someone thought it was a genius idea to get shots in. And uh, for someone who's who's who works in the health and fitness industry, obviously I don't drink a whole lot. It's not really conducive to my to my line of work. So um, yeah, I was was kind of really really struggling Sunday to the point that uh, yeah I didn't didn't make it back home until eight thirty no nine thirty in the evening Sunday night because I couldn't stop being sick at my friend's house. Anyway, <laughs> that's why the. <laughs> <laughs> the throat is not quite back to normal just yet. Um, but I did did go out and play Monday. Thankfully, did. But equally at the same time, somewhat gutted that I did go and play. So I uh, went back down to Red Libbits again because kind of me and me and the friend who, who me and Tim played with last time kind of felt like we had a bit of unfinished business there. Left a few shots out in the course and went to try and right some wrongs. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I felt still felt rough, you know, two days on because uh, this was, you know, bank holiday Monday went down there. Still felt awful. First hole, uh, quite a nice hole. Back to back weeks, parred it, hit a hybrid in the fairway, pitched on two part. I was like, right, here we go. Uh, we're in, we're off, we're set. Then stepped up onto the second tee and I didn't want to make it sound like I was making an excuse to my pal, but I pulled pulled driver out tried to hammer it and it was it was just shit it was club face was open it went in a straight line but just yeah a long way kind of right it went a long way geronimo right are we just talking just no not yeah kind of push block to kind of send a fair way of the of the of the of the the hole that runs alongside it (laughs) Um, it it is it is a dog leg right as well so yeah it was was still quite a quite a, a punchy line but as I kind of connected with the ball and swung through, I kind of thought mm, that didn't sound great. I, you know, hit a lot of off-centre hits with 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 the driver in the past. That didn't sound like that. So I don't know how the 
all right, didn't think anything of it. Maybe it's just a hangover. Put the, the club head cover on the back on the bag. Um, made bogey on the hole, so I was fairly happy. It was on, I think, five points through two. Stepped up on the three. Again, it's a driver. And I went to put my tee in the ground, and my baby's head just snapped off, which... <laughs> my baby. My, my baby. baby. My baby. My, the wand. Um, and kind of from that point on, like, I kind of started off well, but felt a bit deflated, mostly because I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's quite an expensive kind of replacement stroke mistake. Or, you know, it was kind of inevitable, clearly, because it, it was just... How old is the driver? Yeah. It is a 2015 driver, so it's it's oh, okay. had a There's no chance of it being like manufacturing fault or something like that. No, no, unfortunately not. It is a you know it's 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 had a good inning, should we say? Um, and I was I kind of penciled in next year to get a new driver, so I think that's just sped up the timeline. I'm going to move some purchases around because um, okay. because I, I saw on the on the socials, I saw you sort of walking off, still carrying the head of the driver. So I was wondering if you were going to go for kind of a bit of sort of surgery and try to resurrect the baby. Potentially. I don't know. With the, the thing is though, with that is I'm a, our mate said, he said, it, you know, a reshaft is like a hundred quid at some point in the future. I may want to give that club onto someone and for a mm. hundred quid, they've got, a, uh, I was going to say perfectly good driver there, but I suppose that's probably not the right description of it. They've got a, <laughs> a driver which has performed pretty well and i think you get a new shaft in it i think it will be fine uh and it's just one of those weighing up the options of like right i was going to get one anyway next year do i just bite the bullet now and, and get it instead of paying for a new shaft now and, and then getting a new one next year kind of anyway so yeah left uh, after that as you can imagine well, can i just say does this mean does this mean that we're now going to have uh, a series of shows where we'll get to have the updates on your, your driver fitting, which ones you've tested out, which ones you're going for, because I'm looking forward to this already. Yeah, I t- and uh, annoyingly, kind of, I'd, I'd penciled in a putter fitting in July. I hadn't booked it yet, but that was when I'd provisionally kind of set set about kind of getting it fitted, because I've got quite a few events coming up across, across June, quite a few things booked in. So I actually think it is, I'm going to be without a driver for the best part of six weeks, and I've got at least one competition with schoolmates uh, and then I've got a lesson next Friday of which I wanted to work on driver stuff which I'm still still going to um, but I, I don't know what we're going to be working on I guess we'll, we'll try and do do it with a three wood um, and then our group when we go out I think in July at some point so we're going to try and get through three pretty big events which a driver could have been quite a key key part of um, Without I've, got, I've got two two ways that this goes. Um, way number one is the prediction that you change all of this plan and you actually have your fitting in three days' time and you've bought the driver. And, but, uh, and you think about it, it won't, it won't be available there and then, right? It will take six weeks for it to arrive. I know. So, so even if you got it, or you know, minimum six weeks probably, so even if you ordered it now, you still got to wait six weeks. Or are you going to find someone who's got an old driver? And I mean, Tim Tim just disappeared a minute ago. I, th- I thought maybe he was checking his Wi-Fi or something, but he's just turned up. He's got golf clubs in his hand. So, um, I mean, I'm immediately excited. So, will you? So, option one, I think you'll either panic and you go, "Yeah, you know what? It's going to take six weeks to order and have a driver come through." You'll have had your fitting by the time we next do a show, and you'll have bought the driver. Option two, borrow a, a borrow a club off someone and use that. Option three, 
if you don't hit your driver, I actually predict you have your best year ever of scores. Yeah, I mean, I think two or three are definitely the case, and I'll explain why. I've got two drivers. Remember, we did the show where we had to, to buy, buy a driver for a five and then also <laughs> found one. My dad's first driver from the 70s. Wait, so we go back to the old, the old wooden, the wooden driver. Still got those in the uh, in the bedroom in the corner, so might pull those out. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be number one. You know, I'll let you in the bombshell. I will not be playing golf this weekend, and I will not be dri- at the driving range the following week either because I have my next. Uh, I am the not so proud owner of some very very average tattoos, so I'm getting them removed this Friday <laughs> or the next procedure. So that um, that renders me not being able to do anything for about a week, and then we've got. Lesson next Friday, tournament next Saturday, no, next Sunday, and then I'm also playing next Saturday. So that's at least two weeks. We don't don't really know from there. Maybe. Right. maybe I, I, genuinely, I genuinely think if you didn't take driver, you'd score better. Uh, maybe. That's my prediction. Maybe. Potentially. I mean, it's an experiment. I, you know, it's like Johnny said that the other day. Um, when we were out, he was like, "Actually, it might do you a favour because I hit the ball far enough." He was like, okay. "And uh, and the the, the three was, was was working wonders." So yeah, kept kept the ball in play. Um, did, scored on the day absolutely terribly, like really pitifully bad. Um, at one point, didn't think I'd break a hundred. Which you know, mm. when you're, when you're playing off twelve on the day, that's 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 pretty terrible. So wait, um, if you put the ball in play with the three wood, what was going wrong then? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I felt kind of any time at the, the short game we've, we've spoken about before, short game was my weakness, and something that was, was going to come on to later on, but it's just something's clicked recently. And just any time I stand over the balls, I'm really confident. My short game putting was, was, was pretty solid. I think on the weekend, I had 32 putts, I think. No, no. Um, so the, the putter was, 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 was working. Um, Cancel the putting fitting, go get yourself a driver fitting. Yeah. 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 And the driver lesson, which I'm not gonna be with the driver. Um yeah, it's it's something where it's, it's almost like it's flipped. So I'm super confident on a short game now, uh in the pursuit of of more speed, um, more distance. The more distance has come. Uh and as as expected, the timing's a little off, similar to what Rory spoke about not too long ago. Timing's a little off, so it it's it's just teething teething problems. It's something I'd anticipated and kind of accepted and it just, it's a gradual process. I'm just hoping that the scores start coming back fairly soon because it's, um, the, the two-way miss was in play with, with, with kind of off the fairway and it's, uh, as much as that isn't necessarily what you anticipate thinking about when you're, when you're trying to gain more distance, but obviously your swing mechanics and timing changes. You get an iron in hand when you're trying to aim at a pin and all of a sudden, you know, you're in the trees. Um, so yeah, complete flip of my game to if we'd have spoken at the start of the year. Uh, kind of good short game and woeful everything uh, everything else. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And and no driver. So tough, tough weekend for you. But but Jazzy won the Champions League, so you're kind of still happy. Kind of and, and and it got out on the golf course and the weather and was you- oh my god, being back out on the golf course in shorts and a t shirt or a shorts and a, a polo shirt. In the final week of May, you know, just yeah. as we're heading into June in the UK, thought we'd have it a bit earlier, but you know, really glad it's it's finally here. It's a completely different game when you're playing in the sun. Isn't it? Yeah. Get me to sun and golf, please. Mm. Uh, Timbo, I know you didn't play this weekend. Anything to update us on? Any range session? Anything? 
Yeah, ranged on Sunday morning. It had to be a very early morning one just because I had quite a busy day lined up. Um, so yeah, I, I think I, I think I was on the range for eight thirty on Sunday morning. So an early early start. Um, yeah, funny old range session. A lot of um, it took me. I hadn't been for the last time I literally hit a golf ball was when Fabulous and I had gone out to play the week before. I mean, it, granted, a week without hitting a golf ball was not long, but it's still enough to kind of, when you do get back onto the range, feel like, okay, I'll probably need 10, 15 shots to just get back into the rhythm. It took me a bit longer. Did get into it. Um, nothing, nothing disastrous. Um, <laughs> there was one just enormously sliced driver which i just had to i just laughed out loud at it's one of those you hit it and you just have to laugh at yourself um laugh at my efforts um but it was one of those like i was kind of like yeah it's okay it's fine it was it, it was annoying it felt a bit like a box ticking exercise rather than kind of actually getting really anything out of it more kind right. of like all right just kind of keep the momentum going of hitting golf balls and um doing what we've been doing nothing nothing really accomplished until I went to the putting green and I went down my, I had my, I, re, I revisited my, my putting game in terms of my, um, my, like the, the par approach to the putting yeah, green that I've nice. talked about before. So um, I think I had like, I don't know, maybe 12, 12, like, so I gave well 12 holes effectively on the putting green so uh par of 20 20 par of 24 and um yeah finished on 22 so I was delighted with that because you always because the rule the rule is you always, you always give yourself because I'm doing the, these are long putts long to medium putts they're not like knee knockers or six of us and anything like that so the whole idea is like you never you you allow yourself a maximum of two putts but you're aiming for less that's the yeah. idea of this little game I have in my head and the enjoyment I got out of that was so much more than I got out of the range. It was quite interesting. I was really like focused and I think it may, it was probably because I had the putting green to myself. Um, so kind of weirdly alone with just, just with my own devices and in my thoughts, but was really just enjoying like the competition with myself. Um, and, and also I nailed like a couple of really long putts, which is just, just, even if you do it on the, like a pack, practice putting but it's just so so satisfying um so that was good fun now the reason uh the you boys would have seen me briefly disappear out it was because i'm cleaning out my house with the wi-fi nothing to do with the wi-fi cleaning out my house at the moment and um when when, when you clean out house when you're moving house i have this policy of being utterly utterly ruthless like if i've not used something in the last six seven eight months it's gone. I don't, it just doesn't come with me. It's not coming okay. with me. So, um, how often now, do you move house? Yeah. I say not, it's almost like, cause I also do the same. I, I do. This is, this is a sad window into my life. I've, I basically clear out my wardrobe of clothes every once a year. And if I haven't worn a piece of clothing for about six months, it's just gone. It gets chucked. Okay. Yeah. It nice. goes um but anyway where, where, I'm, where i'm going to this is i completely forgot that i've got a whole set of golf clubs in my house which i just don't use anymore what so these were the original blades that my old man handed me down when i when yeah. i said yeah cool uh, yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna start getting into golf and you know playing golf so he handed me these sort of these 
don't know if you can really see it, but these are like effectively like blades uh, that are about 30 years old. Amazing. Like MDD, which is a brand I've never heard of in my life. Um, <laughs> so I've got I've got a three a three a three irons pitching wedge set of these. Great. Um, that sounds like well, it's electric in your hands. You hit a I've strike slightly off vibrating for days. I have no feeling left in my hands if I hit these. I've obviously got the 10 pounds driver that we all tested just for Christmas. If you've not listened to that, go check that episode out, by the way, because we had a lot of fun testing out these um these relics. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the sound of the shells almost coming down. This smashed into a shelf in my house with the driver. And then I found this putter, which quite amusingly is called, oh, camera. It's called the Nothing But Bottom. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> amusing name for a putter. Now, the uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is so I have the wood, the three iron to pitching wedge, and this old putter. Now, let's do a little game. Okay. If I put these up for sale, how no much you reckon I'm making? Zero. <laughs> really? Okay, okay. Chris has gone with a low ball offer of nothing. I I would want you to pay for the shipping of those cubs. <laughs> um, See, I was, I was considering saying no, must be collected. But yeah, so well, yeah, like sure. I yeah, like three, three, three just go and collect. Um, I'd do a quick Google, find out if they're worth anything, assuming they're well, not. Well, oh. one step, one step ahead of you. So I okay. did do that. Okay. And I Nothing found but bottom's got to be worth something on its own. Well, so I found on eBay these set are a very very similar set. So the set I found was called the MDD Plus Progressive Offset, which is a very long name for some golf <laughs> iron. Um, this was a three iron to pitch pitching wedge set. Uh, steel shaft, which those are, and these are being listed for 70 quid. Wow, oh which seems which seems and how long have they been on there? Any bids yet? Mm. <laughs> zero bids, zero views. <laughs> yeah, I've not got I've not got those stats to hand, so <laughs> that might not be the opening. Uh, oh no, hang on, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one, exactly the same set. These are 60, these are 60 pounds. These are all being sold in America, which does make me kind of beg the question of how my old man did actually come to possess these in the first place. Um, but anyway, so this is going to be the, the little game over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to put these up for sale because I don't want to just give them to a charity. I'm happy to give them to a charity shop. <laughs> <laughs> An uncharitable person. How dare you? No, I, give a lot of, I give a lot to charity shops, but I just feel like I, feel like I might get – there might be some comedy involved if I can actually get some cash out of these. So I think the nothing but bottom might raise you the most. Anyone, people want yeah, to called nothing but bottom. It's quite, it's quite, it's, it's quite an aesthetically pleasing putter. Have yeah, you tested I'm, it on I'm, the I'm, I'm, yet? I'm after a new one, so. You do need a new putter. I mean, I can offer you a, I can offer you a wood. Um, but no, this, so, so, okay. Are we, are, no one's giving me any uh, gauges. Uh, I, I, I think in total, actually not including so not including postage, I yeah. think the highest bid you'll get will be six pound fifty for, the, for, everything, for, for everything. everything. Yeah, okay, everything. Okay. I, 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 no, I reckon you get more than that. I reckon you might get nine ninety nine. I reckon you might get a tenner. <laughs> okay, so 
So the game it feels like is can I can I break ten pounds with this? That feels like it's the game. Okay. I mean, I don't even have an eBay profile, so we well, could just do it on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace. See if someone will take one. You don't. don't you. Well, you do have you do have a, a a slice of golf account. Yeah, but I've forgotten the password, so I haven't been Brilliant. on it in about two months. Brilliant. I don't really, I don't really like. Apart, from, I don't really do social media. What what we should do? No, Tim, I've got a better idea. I've actually got a better idea. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's the new plan. We each, you've got yours, Tim. Me and Fowlis have to come up with something for, for the next show. You okay. start with one thing yep. and you've got to trade your way. Okay. So not sell, trade your way. So swap it for stuff. And yep. we've got to come up with what the end price, like a trip to the Masters. So how do we get ourselves a trip to the Masters, but starting with you, Tim's golf clubs? Like how do we trade our way up? Hmm. I mean, or, I didn't know. Yeah, so you would say, okay, I'm going to swap, I swap the putter for... A, you know a box of balls or something and then you can swap the box of balls for something else something else and keep going until we get to a trip to a masters okay and where are we where's this trading happening fuck no it's tim i came up with this about 10 seconds ago i haven't got this <laughs> right now I thought, you, I, thought you, I thought you had a plan you sounded like you sounded very organized like you had a, you had this all figured out i was i was yeah, gripped i yeah i don't know where i don't know where we can do this i mean i feel i feel like you could use any platform i feel like you could right. use i'll tell you what let's let's throw it out there now to anybody that's listening would anybody like anybody like to trade me something for the nothing but bottom nothing <laughs> with an n no g nothing but bottom nbb3 qsi model like a transformer. yeah it does not it right anyone listening if anyone wants a quite pretty but very old putter hit us up and what do you what do you want to, what, what should we trade for it let us yeah. know Maybe we started something here, and maybe and maybe maybe we a trip to the Masters could be one thing, or maybe we say like a round of golf on a certain course that we would just I, never yeah, get the I, chance I, to play on. I'll I think you might be getting a bit ahead of yourself. I don't. I no, don't I reckon we can do it. This key is our. I don't think this putter is our key to going to the Masters. If I'm honest, yeah, but can you imagine it was from a, what a story. from a selfish perspective? I might stop at a driver, um, and then <laughs> then get I'll start again with something else. So we'll take on this challenge twice. You know, okay. I'm, I'm, I will tonight when we when we finish this. Oh, we are recording tonight. Once we finish this, I'm gonna have a bit of a go on, on the putt out with this putter. Just make sure I'm 100 percent happy with letting it go. But it is the the pledge still stands. Hit it up if you want to trade it for something. I'm a bit worried to Google nothing but bottom. <laughs> Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, certainly don't click on images for that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. I think we should make that a thing. I, I think we should. I'll, I'll, I'll construct this in my mind and come up with something better. But yeah, I think trade it and see what's the best, what's the highest value thing over the next year that we can get to. Can we get to a round of golf? Oh, oh these are going for thirty quid on eBay. These putters. Thirty quid. Okay, so that's worth a box of box of Pro V ones. Yeah, we'll say Pro Vs. Okay. All right. Anyway. Idea to be uh, to be developed. I, yeah, I reckon we could do. I'm, I'm, I like that. Okay. Anyway, moving on. What else have we been up to? Um, I will go on to Pop Swatch in a minute. I'll just give you the update on the back. Oh wait, we had Sunday Red Golf Day as well. Sunday Red Golf Day at um, Perfect Golf Club on uh, a few days ago on Sunday, and it was epic. The sun was out. It was glorious. It was absolutely fantastic. The only bad thing was obviously I I, I wasn't playing, which sucked. Uh, so I got to watch 32 people tee off. Uh, and then I was like, oh, this is 
this is really shit. I now just I, so basically, I jumped in a buggy and went around and just followed groups around and talked to them and chatted to them, which was quite fun because Perford. I don't know if you guys remember. You were both there last year, weren't you? At the Perford one, yeah. They have a lot of water. Like it's more water than it is grass at Perford. They've had a. They got the club got bought. I think in I want to say October last year, and we're now well, we're just entering June. They're doing a lot of work to the course, like a lot, a lot of work. So you can still see a lot of the works that are going on. And I reckon by next year, it'll be wonderful. But they put more water in. (laughs) There is more water, uh, which blew my mind. So um, safe to say that Sunday Red donated a lot of golf balls uh, to Perford. They've probably now got a whole new bucket of lake balls to, uh, to sell on. Uh, but it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the uh, winner was Sean Tullett, won on 39 points on countback. So some of those, two of them drew on oh, 39 wow. points. Uh, yeah, epic day. Gary Clarkson, second. Epic, epic day. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, and one thing we're going to come on to later is there was a guy who, it was his first proper round of golf, which his mate had brought him along. And I, even when his mate invited him, I said, look, he's more than welcome to, but you were throwing him into the, like, the ring of fire here, like a course with more water than grass is this could be a tough day for him. Um, but he was a bit like uh, a guy in our group who, before he we went to Portugal, I don't think had played a round of golf and just had like 50 lessons and could clearly like aesthetically clearly was going, is going to be a very good golfer. So um, that was quite fun to watch. But yeah, overall really, really epic day. If you missed out, what were you doing? And come and join us at the next one. I'll be releasing details for that in the near future. The back. Did I update you guys? I can't even remember when, when I last week. So I had another osteopathy session on a week ago. I think it was after since we recorded this. Did I talk about him sticking needles in my back on the last podcast? I can't remember. Um, he stuck a load of needles in my back and felt wonderful <laughs> to be honest with you the next day was the the day that i could actually stand up walk with no pain just random spasms to the point where on sunday i purposely couldn't i had to not take the golf clubs in the bag so i was like if i put them in the car i'll i'll end up being like oh i'll just hit a, hit a couple and see how i get on um so yeah improving excited i'm improving um and then so probably hoping another two weeks um just get it all feeling good and see where we get to. Anyway, that's not exciting. Still Pop. yet to, yet to swing a golf club though. Oh yeah, don't definitely not definitely not swing a golf club. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, oh, by the way, I've got to give him a shout out, Ben, who came third at the Sunday Red Golf Day. Yeah, my brother <laughs> did. Yeah, I mean he was very Alan, Alan. very happy. He said uh, he, obviously it was good good day on the links for him, and he he said it was uh, yeah good day out. So yeah, yeah. I, I, sorry, Callum, I should have should have thrown that in earlier. Callum Fowlis with the, the third place finish, which is which is excellent. He doesn't listen. He doesn't yeah. take one given monkeys about what anything that I do. So I'll tell him I gave him a shout out. Um, yeah, no, haven't swung golf club. Haven't even stood on the with the putter or anything. Just it still has a random like creak and spasm every now and again. So I'm just not doing anything that might aggravate it to be honest with you uh, and just following my exercises anyway pop swatch we all want to know how's he been doing what's he been getting up to uh, i messaged ben and tim during the week after i had an update uh, and they said don't tell me don't tell us wait till the podcast so this is this is brand new to them so over over the bank holiday weekend ben and his wife went up to visit the indoors in in york uh, I'm really hoping Ben's wife doesn't listen to the show or he's not listening to this on like loud. Ben, if you listen to this on loud, Pops, if you listen to this on loud, 
maybe put your headphones in for a second. Um, he was moaning about how much stuff a baby needs. This was like the first journey with like their their kid. <laughs> if you haven't got a kid, like basically the first time I went away with with Noah, most of the car is the kid stuff, right? And then you get a random little patch, like you get a little bag for your clothes. So he's moaning about how much stuff the baby needs. He then moaned about, and I quote, several utterly useless and pointless things his wife had brought with her and taken with them. Uh, and and then sends me a picture of him swinging an eight iron in the in the, in the garden. I was like, oh, eight iron. He was like, yeah. I was like, so on the list of utterly pointless things that you've taken to your in-laws, he's like, no, 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 this is not utterly pointless. I was like, I'm not sure she will have the same the same mm. feeling of that. Um, I feel like if you take it, he's like the eight iron fits in anywhere. It's fine. I was like, oh, I'm I'm not questioning the 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 persistence of taking the eight iron. Great. I just it made me laugh that just previously <laughs> moaning about the utterly pointless things your wife was taking with you. Anyway, so here he is. He's in York. He's in the back garden. He's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The baby was there. The baby was there. Oh, um, he's in York. He's in the back garden. Uh, he's. He's doing more swings. Again, he's sent sent sent, sent some more video footage. Wait, Go on. wait, wait, wait. This is, Go this on, is yeah. so he's now swinging his golf club in his in-laws' back garden. In-laws' back garden, yeah, in-laws' back garden. Um, but still, at like maybe he sped up a little bit. He's now at like forty to fifty percent pace. It looked like he had some kind of astroturf or something on the floor. Maybe he took astroturf. Can we just can we just backtrack a few a few steps? Does the in-laws' dad even play golf or mum? I have or no idea. Has he just gone? Sorry, I'm just going to go to the loo. Went to the car, <laughs> ran into the back garden, and took a couple of swings. <laughs> has, has someone got the baby? Yeah, someone's got the baby. Okay, great. I'm just going to pop out. Going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, excuse me, just for 15 minutes. So, in my head, there was probably another thousand practice swings happening in York over the time that they were there. Um, however, so picture this: he's swinging it at maybe maybe 30 to 40 percent speed. He then sends me a text message saying, quote, unquote, it's all starting to come together. He's <laughs> <laughs> not hit a ball, obviously. Still hasn't hit a ball. Still hasn't hit a ball okay, okay. at high speed, but it's all coming together. Confidence was high. Confidence was really, really high. Uh, drove back on Monday, I believe, and went to the range uh, Tuesday. Uh, I followed up with him, obviously. Ben, no videos or pictures. How did the range go? Yeah, absolute shit show at the range today. Head was gone. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> oh no! I, I I know he listens, so I apologise for laughing. But that just that's just like what a sequence of events. <laughs> oh, it's been a very enjoyable week to get these messages and knowing that I you guys didn't know. I was looking forward to uh, to telling you, but I think probably something that everyone can relate to in some way in their golf game, right? They get this confidence and they're like, yeah, I've got it. I know what I'm doing. And you get to the range of the course and then it just all goes to shit. Um, it just, it just, it's cracked me up that it's, he's done probably two weeks worth or whatever it's been of just him trying to embed a movement in his backswing. And it, to be fair, it, obviously it looks good, but you know how a lesson goes Like when you're taking a major swing change, like hitting balls is never going to be a positive thing for two or three weeks. Right. Did and I then, not yeah. say in our like first couple of episodes back after lockdown had been eased, <laughs> the number one thing I, I'd established during lockdown was do not try to embed new things into your <laughs> swing without hitting the ball because it does not work. 
Yeah, I, I believe he that's did. The thing. He's done so many swings with uh, at, at such a reduced speed. I suppose you get a ball in front of you, you immediately want to start speeding it up again. And, yeah. and all those amazing 30-40% swings, well, they're, they're not the same golf swing, are they? It's not. not but going, going back to... I just have so many questions. Like, <laughs> the, I, I just have this image in my head of him like taking divots out of his father-in-law's like lawn <laughs> and like sending like a sending like a <laughs> like a a wannabe tea box mud pal over the garden fence into the next door neighbor's garden. I, I mean, I can't, I can't say that, that hasn't happened. Just the the wherewithal to slap an eight iron in the back of the car, drive up to what to York, and then start practicing it in your in your. Back. Yeah. I mean, what yeah, all, you know? What all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say in summary is, what what a family! I'm <laughs> the, the relaxed vibes that must be going on in that oh. family are just in are just incredible. Absolutely, and I've no doubt. I do. I do genuinely believe, like the embedding the the backswing will help, but it's just. It, like it's always going to be a long road when you're making a major, major change. So, uh, pops, Ben, I know you're listening. It, it will get better. Please keep going, keep going to the range, keep practicing. Just trust the process, uh, and uh, let's get you out on the course. Yeah, and keep up with the updates. <laughs> yeah, keep up with updates, please, because it's giving us some comedy gold. Great. So, uh, uh, and maybe relatable content. We'll, we'll say relatable content for everybody. Anyway, moving on from moving on from pops watch. Uh, let's do a quick recap of the pros this week. I say quick because I, I, I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't watching the golf. I've watched the highlights this weekend. The Charles Schwab Challenge was this weekend. Uh, the glorious uh, red, the, is it red tartan? I don't know what it is. Uh, jacket and Jason Kokrak with the win. Now, talking about Jason Kokrak, have we spoken about player logos before? We've spoken about Mickelson's. Have we spoken about yeah. his player logo? Is this a new thing or have I just been, am I slow to seeing this? Did either of you pick up on his? I did not. Immediately. I know he's got a lot of sponsors. I mean, there are sponsors everywhere on the man. Because I'm pretty sure he's got himself a little, a little Jason Kokrak logo on his Right. Yeah, I don't know whether that's him. I I assume that was like a a, a brand. But I, I don't know. It doesn't. Mm. Uh, I can't get I can't get one that's zoomed in far enough. I, I can see it, but I can't make out whether that's going to be him. No, that has to be that has to be another brand, surely. No, I think it's it, it's a picture no, of no. throwing a club, isn't it? If you're driving, obviously um, don't don't try and look at a picture while driving. Obviously, pull over and stop or look at it later. Uh, but we basically we've, we've talked about players, you know, using a little silhouette of themselves as a logo and personal branding and stuff. Uh, I just couldn't I couldn't remember if we talked about this one. Obviously, we haven't because neither of you two are looking at me like we have spoken about this. Um, but there's another one that's an interesting one to to take a look at. Uh, and I've now lost Ben and Tim. They're now both. Yeah, so <laughs> sure. no, I'm just kind of analysing this. It, it looks. It almost looks like he's got a flat cap on it and almost like a, a, a karate jacket. No, not a karate jacket, or like a judo jacket. It looks like a, a judo jacket, the one that I can see here. It looks more like uh, kind of Ben Hogan than it does him because he's got like, it looks like a cardi, really. It looks, like, card- it looks like a cardigan with a flat cap. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah the, the first photo on Google. That can't be him. It doesn't, does, body shape's not even him. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! It it, it it looks like someone 
yeah, tossing a club away, which this is you're going to be impressed by this. It looks very similar to an image I've seen of Bill Murray casually throwing a golf club away. Do you know what? So, I think you're right. I think you're right. Hang on. Let's Google so, that. Does Bill Google Murray right. on to us? This is live, live Googling and going undercover. Here. You are 100% Bill... right. You are right. 100% right. Look so, at that picture of Bill Murray. If we've, if we've uncovered this, if Kokrak is going around with a monogram, sorry, not a monogram, a silhouette of silhouette. Bill Murray on his shirts, he's just gone up about 300% in my estimations because that's <laughs> genius. <laughs> it has to Surely it has to be sponsorship. He can't just be throwing it on there for for the bands, surely. Maybe the sponsors he's got on his shirts. That's prime retail. Yeah, Bill that is Murray, Bill Murray's golf brand. Bill Murray's golf brand grows as it pushes okay, hang on. It's it's a Bill Murray top. There you go. Solved on it oh. on the pod. Well done, pod. Tim Williams. Yeah, very good. Well done, you. There you go. So it's okay. not, there you go. We solved it. It's not. We solved it. Well, Tim solved it. Fantastic effort. Well done. Okay. I'll do some more research into Bill Murray's golf brand. Okay. Excellent. Uh, okay. Well, that covers that. Good win for him, obviously, uh, and probably the first time that none of us have put him in our fantasy league team. Yep. And well, I mentioned him last week, didn't I? I said yes. three guys <laughs> come top three, and I obviously didn't put him in my team. Um, did Did either of you two watch any of the golf? Anything to report on it, or shall we swiftly move on? Saturday, I was preoccupado, as, as as we've touched upon. Uh, Sunday, uh, I did watch some of it, but I got in like nine, half nine, and then obviously, as most hangover days do, couldn't move from the sofa. So, yeah, watched it down the stretch. I um, was a little bit kind of almost gutted for Spieth, but I do like Coke Crack just because, I don't know, it's something I said to our mate in the car on the way down to golf the other day. When you start putting players in your DraftKings team, they're players that you wouldn't necessarily notice when you're watching the TV. But once you put them in your team for a few weeks, you've kind of developed this weird affinity to that person so <laughs> yeah. when uh when coke Greg's coming down the stretch and he, he won i was actually kind of really happy for him um yeah particularly because he's in team nuke it off the tee so uh yeah i, I did watch quite quite a bit of it on sunday so i i met yeah goes for speed but speed but i also made another kind of realization uh we're normally we'll come on to the DraftKings results in a minute but i took a look i took a look at the top 10 Players that we normally, one of us at least, has in our fantasy league team. Let's just read this off and tell me whether yeah. you guys have him this week. So, Kokrak, none of us had him. Kazai, any of us have him this week? No. Nope. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, any of us have him this week? No. Nope. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, any of us have him this week? No. <laughs> Brian Hartman, anyone have this him this week? No. Uh... They're Tyler all Henry. players. You just you scroll past and you're like, oh, I, I, sh- I should, I could. We've, no, and these are players that we all, we've all had in the past. And then we had Stanley, who again is all, always our cut mate, one of our cut maker picks. Uh, and then we had, and then I think Tim and I had uh, Grio, Grio, and but, uh, Tim, I think you had Todd in there as well. But like that yeah. top 10, you're looking at it going, if you look, I'm, I'm using my DraftKings kind of thing here. Those are people that are like, they're, they're all like, cut makers. They, they they you're going to be 8,000 8, and they made up the top 10. And I was there going, why were none of these in any of our three teams this week? Which <laughs> um, made, me, made me laugh because uh, moving on to the DraftKings results, uh, we didn't have the best of showings uh, in the league this week. Uh, I've got the points in front of me and I'm, I'm delighted. I'm, 
I cannot tell you how happy I am uh, for finishing 13th. Uh, I finished 13th on 366 points, somehow above Ben and Tim for, for the first time in, I think, nine weeks. I think it's been since I've got a point on the board. Uh, so, so it's not even like... I'm not even pleased. Like it wasn't a good performance from my team. It was just a less shit performance than you two, which which is unusual because normally I'm scraping the bar at the bottom. But yeah, I was 13th with 366 points. Timbo 22nd with 297. Ben 23rd with 251 points on 50. Belter. Um, Belter. Uh, yeah. So probably the less talked about that, the the better. Really. Um, right. Anything, right. anything you want right. to mention? Right. Very important. Yeah, can we have the current standings all time, we, please. We can. Uh, ben is still top with 27 points. Tim is second with 25 points. And Chris uh, is third with nine points. I, just, I, thought, I, I thought I'd pulled level with him this week, but I haven't. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, just, no, you'd have pulled level if you'd won and he'd lost. I'd just also like to make a point. Um, uh, Tim suffered with it the week before. But he still managed to do all right at the PJ Champs. I don't know the backstory around why he pulled out, but players, please stop starting a tournament and then pulling out after like ten minutes because <laughs> yeah. Brandon Grace ruined my weekend. Absolutely. Well, you, you didn't really, but you know, you ruined yeah. my score. Terrible. I imagine he's been dropped from this week. No matter what he could have, whatever happened, he's been dropped. And also, Will Zalatoris finished fifty ninth. Oh. What the fuck's going on there? But even like even the people that we all we all kind of backed like the my top three picks were all average to poor. And that was well, the bottom three that came through. I think I remember calling him out last week for being Mr. Consistent in golf. Sung Jim. Mr. Cup. Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> yeah, Lovely. He just, he just loves playing golf, doesn't he? He just always plays well. Just cursed. Yeah, well, well, was there anyone you wanted to mention in your team? No, no, not really. No, they were all rubbish. Uh, <laughs> all my picks massively let me down. Um, not happy with any of them. Um, actually, right, okay, let's have a review. Anyone to shout about? I'll, I'll give you uh, one more that we can shout about because everyone laughed at me when I picked him. Vince Wally, or however I say his name. Sorry if that's wrong. Uh, Wally, Wally. Um, I can't remember what it was priced at, like 6,000. Oh, there you go, 6,200. Tied 20th. So. Bloody excellent. Well done him. Not in the field this week, yeah. which is really annoying. Otherwise, he'd have gone straight back in. Well, you know what, Chris? Well yeah. well done. Even a, bro- even a broken clock can be right um, twice, twice a day. Don't worry. So. don't worry. I feel like um, having picked my team in about 25 seconds uh, before the show tonight, I'm fairly confident I'll be back down at zero pointers <laughs> again this week. So uh, let's go on to this week. It's the Memorial Tournament at, I can never say this, Muirfield. Is that right? Muirfield Village Golf Club. And... Uh, Let's just do a quick a quick cover of who we've got, why we've got them. Uh, Benjamin, I'm going to come to you first. Who is your team? Who's your lineup? Cool. So uh, I'm actually pretty well balanced across across the field. So I've got none super top and then none, none really down the bottom. Uh, one player still surprises me, the price he's, he's in at. All right, we'll go cheapest first. Pat and Keziah. I've had one week without him. He finished third. So um, back in the side you go, buddy, because you're 7,300. Still can't believe it's at that price because he's clearly in great form. Um, second pick from bottom, 7,500, Stuart Sink. Top 40 in his last five starts. Uh, two wins this season, so you know he's in pretty good form. Gary Woodland, 14th at the Charles Swab, and I just really like Gary Woodland, and I don't yeah. think I've ever picked Gary Woodland. And I think every time I see him on the TV, I kind of 
you kind of root for Gary to do quite well. So I'm like, right, let's let's get him in the side. Give me give me some reason to back him. Uh, another player, keep meaning to pick him, keep going past him because I'm like, ah, the form's going to dry up. Charlie Hoffman, tried <laughs> third at the weekend, five top twenties in a row. 34th or better, eight in a row. So that's eight cuts in a row, comfortably made. Um, and then the two top picks, Corey Connors, 9,300. Just love the guy at the moment. Can't stop picking him. Uh, and then top of the pile is Xander Schofle. So JT and Morikawa obviously had a playoff last year. Of course, clearly suits really good ball strikers. And just this week, I was like, oh, yeah. Xander's, Xander's my guy. Love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, interesting. Timbo. Yeah, I, I've lo- I've loaded up the team this week I, in response to last week's performance. I've gone, I've, I've gone full beans with this team. We've got like um, and Colin Morikawa up top. Colin Morikawa up top. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm backing him to go <laughs> back to back. Hasn't been in my team for a while. Um, I just got a feeling it's gonna he's gonna be a high scorer this weekend. Okay, um, he might he might not win it. I think there's going to be some serious points to be had there. So the the countdown in terms of um, most expensive to, to to least Colin Morikawa at the top, Patrick Cantlay going in at nine and a half thousand in second. Um, outside shout, but I think he's going to do well this weekend. Is Keegan Bradley? Okay. Um, he's going to be It's just his form. I've, I think I've messaged the group about it before. Like his form is excellent, but he's just one of those players I look at and I'm like, ugh, I just don't want to pick him. Ever, ever. <laughs> based on based on what his swing just like oh, watching okay. him on tv you know when you got you really want to root for your team i watch him come on the tv and i'm like this is just, it's just not just not pretty is it okay nice nice okay. guy really nice guy sorry tim i know i know i was kind of throw you no, off there fine. no it's fine i mean you're entitled to your opinions um then i kept going down the line uh colin tringale um was one of the kind of only modicums of success I had in the lineup last week, so he can stay in for this this time. But he's on thi- he's on thin ice. Matt Wait, Wallace goes back in. Did you? Yeah. Can we can we just yeah. can you can you re say his name? No, because I did, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I genuinely don't know who you're talking. I glossed, about. I glossed, I glossed over that one. <laughs> you say he said Colin. He said Colin Tringale, but his name's Cameron Tringale. Cameron, yeah, yeah, I've done it again. Strikes again. I, I can. That was genuinely not even like I. I fully know his name's Cameron. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Colin, Colin, Morikawa. I don't know another Colin. Like, I think that must be where it came from. It just, <laughs> it's just it's the pilot, and there's like one of those that, like, as soon as I said it, I was like. Mm. Oh, the boys are going to pick up on that. I went really quickly. But no, nothing gets through. Nothing gets through. Cameron Tringale goes in. Uh, Tringale, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Um, Matt Wallace. And Matt Jones goes in as my lowest pick at 7,100. Yeah, that's quite. A, it's quite a good pick to have down the down the, the back end. Alrighty, like it. Okay, so just re, just just recap them one more time, Tim. I just I, all I can remember is Trick College. What is it? Morikawa, Cantley, Bradley, yeah. Tringale, yeah. <laughs> Wallace, and Matt Jones. Okay, excellent. Okay, cool. Um, I I highly predict this is either. 
either me and Ben both do well uh, or me and Ben do, both do really shit. So my lineup has a, a fairly similar vibe to, to Ben's. Uh, my top pick is Victor Hovland. I just, I mean, the guy just keeps cracking out top tens. So uh, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him get another win this year as well. Uh, in second, uh, he was 9,900. Xander Schofle at 9,700. Corey Connors at 9,300. Emiliano Grillo. That's you can take the piss out of me for that one. Uh, 7,700. Just again, had a really good week last week. He's been in my team for a few weeks now and just, um, yeah, just seems to be doing doing quite well. Uh, at seven thousand three hundred, Patton Kazaya, just again, as you said, Ben, on form. Although saying that, the last time I picked him, he absolutely screwed me up. So uh, safe bet. I've probably just ruined his chances this week. <laughs> no. and, and finally, he gets. So he finishes eighth this week. Kyle Stanley at six thousand one hundred dollars. Oh shit. So I've got him in there, which I feel like, and again, it's a cut maker, isn't it? If I can get a cut, get him through to the cut at six thousand one hundred. Did you go on it? And was he like your first pick? So I think that might not be a bad way to do it. Just scroll well, right down to the cheapest player, <laughs> and then you see that little average remaining budget per player go shooting up. Well, I, what I did it gives you a bit of wiggle room. I mean, last week wasn't a good performance, sure, but I quite. I quite liked the way I picked the team, which was kind of not take any of like the 11,000s, but then see how many I can get like three higher tier players. But that does require picking a low budget player. So I scrolled down to the bottom, Carl Stanley straight away there at 6,100. I thought that's, um, that's a player I'm going to put him in. And that just gave me loads more budget to play with with the rest of the team. So that was my kind of idea on that. So we've got Hovland, Chauflet, Connors, Grillo, Kaziah and Stanley. Right, I'm going to change my team now. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> being hustled. But again, to, uh, Ben, we've got three of the same lineup there, so I feel like we're going to have a very similar week potentially. Uh, anyway, that's the teams. Uh, looking forward to. That. I know the paid tournament has already filled up, which is great. The free one is still available, though. Probably, I know. By the time if you listen to this first thing in the morning when it goes live, you'll have a few hours to get your team in. Anyway, let's take a breather. Let's move on. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we talked about our goals for this for this year. Uh, now, it's safe to say that we've probably, well, I know Timbo has. I know I likely know I have. Uh, I'm not sure about Ben. I have no idea what those goals were until we loaded up the document, which is a pretty poor way to target goals. So, Tim, you've got no idea. Ben, I know you've got an idea because you've looked at the document and I saw you typing away at the beginning. Have you looked at those goals since since we made them in January? No, I I haven't kind of until now, but they're all kind of stats-based goals. So I immediately checked um, the stats on my phone um, and can, can provide... Shall I read out your goals and shall I read them out? First of all, let's do this. We're going to read them out. We're going to see how we're working our way towards them, if we're working our way towards them, and what the goal then is for the remainder of the year and how we're going to go achieve it. Happy with that? Yeah. Okay, so Ben, we've got bring average putts down to 32 or under per round. In 2020, it was 34. How are you doing? So last 20 rounds of golf, which have included um, some pretty poor performances. Uh, apparently, it's not been that bad on the greens. So we're, we're at 33. So we've dropped a shot on the, on the greens. Um, what is- about just this year, though? That must be even better then. If, last, if the last, because you haven't played 20 rounds this year yet, have you? Oh, shit. Um, yeah, that's on the spot putting. 
last five. Yeah, last five is 32.6 uh, per 18 oh, holes. Okay. So, yeah, we, we're getting down there, which is which is good, which is pleasing. Again, and again, that kind of supports my point that I touched upon earlier. I just just feel more comfortable in the greens. I think lockdown, I, I, when I was at my parents' house, I was just smashing putts for, for fun. I was hitting quite a few. Uh, and coincided with the grip change. Uh, as soon as we changed the grip, I need to say, feel like I've got a bit more control <laughs> with that. Who knew? Excellent. Uh, goal two has already made me laugh. Uh, consistency of strike with driver. How's that going then? Wow, snapped at the weekend. <laughs> uh, so it, the, the the target was to hit sixty five percent of fairways. Uh, at the time, I was fifty four percent. Now, sixty five percent is a very very high percentage, is it not? Yeah, but I've previously before I had my driver lesson, I was averaging sixty six percent of fairways. So wow, yeah. I was yeah. fairly. That was my my goal of like, right, let's just get back to where we were, but then added distance. So since we started and we started talking about those goals, then took on the the challenge of getting more speed so this one again I, i've kind of set the goal back then but then would just wipe it out or completely revise it now i want to get back more consistency because i'm currently well last 20 rounds of golf i'm hitting 48 percent of fairways which is obviously it's a long way short but like i said it's, it's something i've just accepted that is part of what we're doing you know it's just part of the process part of the teething teething problems of trying to improve one facet uh, and then gradually we'll hopefully bleed back in the accuracy thing. So I'm not not so fussed about that one. Okay. And then final one was par five scoring. It was five point eight previously. We don't have the, what you wanted it to. I'm guessing it was just improve that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Par five. So this apparently directly tees into how accurate you are off the tee because uh, <laughs> we're currently going backwards. Uh, <laughs> this it's gone from five point eight to six point one last uh, no. last twenty. So. It's not not vintage, so we'd say uh, one out of the three we're we're heading towards, but probably number two we can probably scrap for the time being. But yeah, okay. and so then what's what's going to be your focus for the, like, the next six months? Honestly, I am completely and solely focused down so I can hear the voice going. <laughs> Just had to mute myself to cough. Um, no, I am going all in to get down to single figures. It's eleven point seven currently, so it's well within reach and. It's something I was just saying to our, our friend the other day. It's yeah, I I, I know our, our pra- like I've, I've touched upon the pod before. My, our practice has been a bit off because I've been doing a lot of social driving range sessions recently. I just feel like I need to get on the course more. Um, and with courses being open, hopefully now we can get a run of of playing together. Because the amount of times where I would hit, you know, you're on a slope or you know different starts to what you hit on the range and. I can. I'm more than happy to go down the range and just bang balls for fun. And there, are, like last week, I had an awesome range session where everything went brilliantly. I genuinely the best range session I've had for over a year. Um, and then you turn up at the weekend, and it's just it just doesn't play like that. So I kind of feel like the more reps I get in the course, the more comfortable I get with swinging at a faster speed. Because I've already touched upon my previous weakness was short game, chipping, putting around uh, in the bunkers. I now feel really, really confident, more confident than I ever have. So I feel like it's just all I've got to do is now dial it in, get the ball out of the trees. And um, have you ever have you ever seen that um, like video or gif or whatever you want to call it? Where it's like driving irons, putting, and it's three switches, and it doesn't matter which ones you click, you can never get all three turned on at the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. time. Like you can have yeah. two, but the other one will be switched off. I feel like that's where you're at right now. You're like, okay, if I can just get, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, if I, if I can 
keep the consistency and keep the confidence there with the putter and the chip because it, it, it's clearly shown to me it's just a confidence thing that that was I was, I was just stabbing at putts and stabbing at chips whereas yeah. now I just I feel kind of freely moving get, getting the getting the ball there uh, and then it's just yeah just I feel like just getting more course reps in get, just getting more used to the speed because for me my, my ball striking it's gonna come back it's kind of I feel like it's a matter of time before that and once we if you know we hit the right the right time I feel like couple of months time we should, we should be hitting a peak and then i got got a feeling it's going to be kind of all guns blazing that's the target before the end of the year is to get the single figures by the end of the year yeah around i figured one 1.7 shots if we're playing three times a month between now and now and the end i i've got a feeling that's a that's 20 20 rounds of golf at least so yeah if you do that i predict that you win the race to the fragantos race to fragantos as well Anyone, any, maybe unless there's someone in the higher handicap range that gets a bigger cut. But anyone who's cutting, obviously, this sounds ridiculous. But anyone who's playing consistency, unless you're, unless you're a friend of ours, Joe, who keeps getting cut in non-qualifying uh, comps for for our for our competition. So he's he's going to be getting cut and then not scoring in our comp. Well done, yeah. well done Joe. Um, that's yeah, cool. no, I think that's that's a good goal, and I have got. Unfortunately, no doubt that you can achieve it. Yeah, I like it. Timbo, let's come to you. Yeah. Goal number one. By the way, you, I was right in saying that you had paid no attention to what the, or forgotten what these were, hadn't you? No, I haven't a clue what I said. Okay, awesome. So number one, reduce putts from 37 down to 34 per round. So obviously these are stats based. Have you got goal shot or whatever it is that you use up in front of you that we can have a look at this? I do. I do. Um, um, I, I did. I did think this was going to be the target. So um, I am happy to report that my uh, average putt per holes has come down, uh, which is pleasing. I mean, it's come to say it's come down. It was not in a great place to start from. So that's not a uh, glowing, that's not a glowing review. Um, <laughs> it's down from 38 to 37. So not still not where it needs to be. Um, being brutally honest. Um yeah, work work to do. But you're playing a new playing a new game. I reckon this the your palm game on the putting green. I think that will probably yeah. help. Yeah. Uh, second goal was improve greening regulations. You were at twenty five, and you wanted to get it up to thirty three percent. By the way, how many rounds of golf have we actually played since uh, being? No, a, it's not that many, is it? I'm, 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 as I'm going through this, I'm thinking I feel like I've only played a few rounds of golf since we've been allowed back out since we made. Yeah. I also think it, it, it it's it that's what's going to have killed us over the past year as well, because we, we are just, you know, sick still really, aren't we? Yeah. No one's really so what, improved. What was that figure again, Chris? Sorry. Uh, so you were currently at 25% of greens in regulation. You wanted to get that up to 33. It doesn't say how or why, like how you were going to do that. Just, just that that was your goal. Right. So I've got four weird. I definitely played more than four four rounds but they're not coming up so the last four rounds i've got i went from 45 percent okay to 22 percent to 22 percent to 33 percent last week when valus and i went out okay that so feels like improvement. all over the shop that feels like it's an improvement i'm not going to run the maths on that uh Improve third one was improved scoring average on par fours. You were losing 1.3 shots on par fours, which is quite painful because that's the most often occurring par on every course. So, uh, how are we doing on par fours? Uh, it practically, in fact, par fours has not moved one jot. 
fight. How, how, what was your thinking about, like, how are you going to improve scoring on par fours? Like, what was your thought process on this? And what, how would that set you up for the rest of the year? Um, mainly, mainly the fact that you just set out the most that, you know, probably par fours are the most plentiful on a golf course. Um, but also, um, what, is it, what is it what is it about the par fours like where do you where do you think your weak point is it is it off the tee is it the approach is it on the grid like where well, is it? well anyone who's listened to this pod for the last few weeks knows exactly where the problem is at the moment and that's all in the approach playing around the green <laughs> and that remains a problem so i think with that in mind you know par four generally speaking you're going to be able to go you know you sh- you're going to be able to go for the green in two so for me yeah it's that that's that's a, that's an approach play situation that one okay Interesting. Okay, and what how would you like to set your goal? It's like obviously now that we're back playing, does that need to re- does anything need to readjust? Would you like to set another goal? What would you like to do for the rest of the year? No, I quite like those. I still actually quite like those. Um, but clearly I've not been tracking them because I completely forgot what they were when we started talking about this. So um I think I if know, you yeah, but- the thing is though, they kind of almost roll into to, to one another as well. Because if you improve your green and regulation, naturally confidence is gonna be higher because you're going to be scoring yeah. better so therefore your putting is likely to improve and then you improve if you've improved both of those your par four scoring is is natural I think, yeah so i think that's why i put them i think I put, that's why i put yeah. those as the, as the targets but clearly i need to actually start paying a bit more attention to them okay nice that makes sense okay cool so with yeah, I'm the same. I paid very little attention to these, and I think that's probably my biggest issue here. I actually now want to act like my. As soon as I read these, I was like, okay, first goal for me going forward is actually track these stats, <laughs> like, but like consciously do it, and at the end of a round, go, okay, how was this? How was this? How was this? And actually take a look at it, um, and take a look at the stats and do something with it rather than just setting it as like a random goal. So the num the first one I had was also putting. It was bring them putts down to thirty two. It was currently at 34 and uh, I can basically tell you that that hasn't changed. I had one round where I did hit 32, but the others are all, the other four are all back up at 30, 34. So um, that has included a grip change, which I do feel more comfortable with, but obviously not yet coming. Although in, that also includes one day where I thought my putting was terrible and that, that was a 35 putt day. So if, I, if I'm feeling like my putting was terrible, I've got 35 putts. I'm kind of okay with that but definitely want to keep track of that while having made that grip change because if it proves to be no better, <laughs> then it's probably a waste of time having done it. Um, second one was... Sorry, my sorry, my short putts was 30, 35 putts around, not 34. Get that down to 32. Improving fairways hit, I was hitting 43.5%. And my biggest issue was I have a two-way miss. So... How's that two-way miss treated How's that two-way miss treated you? Yeah, so so it hasn't changed. Um, <laughs> so although fairways hit has improved by one round, so 50% of fairways hit, missed 25 left, missed 25% right. Next round at Pine Ridge, where I've had a, a glorious round this year, Hit my best round of the year so far. Sixty-four point three percent of fairways hit, which feels really good. Seventeen point nine percent missed left. Seventeen point nine percent missed right. So I, I, I cannot get rid of this two-way miss, and that's the only thing that I still think leaves me with a little bit of doubt when stood on the tee. Is if I would much rather know 
I always miss left. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because then you can kind of set up for that. Um, but I, I kind of am still missing both left and right. I'm not really sure why. Uh, however, last time we, the last round of golf I had, absolutely woeful off the tee. 35.7% fairways and 55% of them were missed left. That I feel like I can I can actually work with more than the two-way miss. Uh, but I also had a shocker that day. So we'll ignore that one. And I definitely still want to focus on that. And I, I was actually feeling like I was getting more confident with the driver. So we'll see how that goes. And then approach play. I'd started missing everything short again, which was really annoying me. So green and regulations, I guess, for me is the other one i don't actually have a stat for that so i'm the goal for me is now to go and actually when we next play where am i missing greens am i missing short long left right and actually track that over the next few rounds and just get an idea of that um with the goal being miss more left right and long rather than short missing short really irritates me now being so soft yeah really irritates me uh so that's uh that's mine i think the the goal for me is stop the two-way miss get the confidence back on the T and just come back to tracking stats. For me, it's just got to be tracking stats. I'd like to get, I'd like to break 80 again this year. Will it happen? I'm, I'm, if I do those things, yes, I think it will. Um, but I, for me, I'd actually just like to see more consistent scores in the 80s. Like I've had a couple of 84, 85, and then I've got random 98. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> what is this shit? Um, so yeah, I'd like to see some more, some more consistency and just sticking more around my handicap. And uh, I suppose getting fit and healthy again would, would, would probably yeah. help the cause as well. Yeah, for sure. Being able to actually play golf would really help. So if there will be some better looking after my body from, from here on out, for sure. Uh, I am quite literally the most unhealthy and uh, that I've ever been. So this needs to change, for sure. Get jacked and hit bombs. That is the goal, right? <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, okay, cool. Anything else you either of you two would like to add to that? Your goals or anything like that? No, I just I, th- I think for all three of us, it's it's obviously it's been disrupted by not being yeah. able to get on the golf course for the best part of what was it three months, four months, whatever it was before we were allowed to play, and then trying to get tee times. And now that summer's coming, fingers crossed, touchwoods, uh, everything stays open. We can now actually get some consistency, get some momentum because you know what it's like once you get one good round in the books, momentum starts to build, confidence builds, and I think that's probably the same for for everyone. I think it's. It's probably the same. It's just, you know, the good rounds are, are set to come. It's, it's just piecing them together yeah. now. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Okay, fine. Uh, now, I was, I was seeing, we're trying to figure out how best to, to bring this in. Uh, the, I think when in golf, golf itself, there's a lot of fear around the game, whether we're just starting out, whether like this week, for example, the guy who came along to the Sunday Red Golf um, event and it being his first like proper day on a golf course first sorry first full 18 golf course and and i've seen it in the sunday red group a couple of times this week hey i'm just making that step up from par three course to um full course you know what should i be focused on you know and people asking questions and i think there's there's always a lot of fear around it right and it's kind of like what what's what's the worst thing that can happen and i think basically to to summarize it is Whatever you think will happen, like your biggest fear, will probably happen at some point because it's happened to all of us. So, And that's okay. Uh, we've all been there. We've all had the absolute shockers. We've all had the terrible days. Um, so what I wanted to do was uh, get us to share some of our worst experiences we've ever had, whether that's just a, a terrible round, a bad shot, or whatever, anything. There's just, just the worst experiences around the world of golf that you that you have had. 
that might be relatable that but might also make uh, people listening feel, feel a bit better feel a bit better about themselves and be like, you know what i haven't had it that bad yet or or maybe they're thinking i've had it worse and i want to hear about it so if you have had it worse we want to hear your worst golf stories so tweet us post in the uh, in the facebook group let us know what are your worst golf experiences so i feel like Tim, I know yours is going to be quite, I know Tim's, uh, so I'm not even going to come to you first. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let your come in a minute. I'm excited for yours. I want to go to Ben. Ben, what's your worst golf experience that you've had? So I, I, I struggled to whittle it, whittle it down because uh, I've got a few interesting stories. Uh, so I've got two quite amusing ones and then one absolutely horrifying story. So I'll give you the, the two amusing ones and it both, it all comes back to me being probably the most hyper competitive person on planet Earth and absolutely setting myself unrealistic goals and expecting myself to be Tiger Woods every time I, I step out. So first year when we all went away together, it was supposed to be first golf trip abroad. It was supposed to be lots of fun. Wasn't using my own clubs, was slightly hungover. I started playing golf that badly. I was having that bad of a strop. I gave myself a timeout for three holes. Um, <laughs> I, three holes on yeah, that. I remember yeah. that. But it's been thankfully it's been a while since since, since we've had <laughs> an episode like that. But uh, yeah, the golf was that bad. Couldn't hit a shot off the tee. Was losing balls left, right, and centre. Took quite a few out to get out of the sand, and I was raging. So I said, "Right, Ollie, unfortunately, mate, I'm I'm just going to drive the buggy for a few holes." <laughs> Everyone was like, "What? What do you mean?" You let your teammate down is what happened. Yeah, that now that's quite a. Uh, you know, obviously that's setting the, the bar quite low, and that's obviously quite yeah, that's weird. that's self-inflicted. So that, that's, that's fine. That was that's not too bad. Uh, now there was one kind of another somewhat self-inflicted one. We were, we all went away, uh, and I don't don't fare well in the rain and the wind and the cold as it was. But we all decided to go to the Oxfordshire. We were all fairly new to the game, fairly new back into the game, and that course and the conditions well and truly beat the shit out of me. Um, you and you alive. <laughs> I was, yeah. There was balls being disposed of left, right, and centre. Couldn't hit a drive straight. Were you and me on the same team? I, 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 I can't remember. But I, we were in the same four ball. I can't remember if you and me were. I think you were because then I was. It was two v one. Yeah, you know, it's 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 going pretty well when you're checking golf bidder on the way round to see how much your clubs are worth. <laughs> because I mean, again, this is still year one, and I was, I was still think I was like, uh, is golf really the game for me? A few years on, we're, we're hosting a, a weekly podcast. So there we go. It, it will, it does turn around. And as this is the same with every terrible round of golf you have, what dragged me back is I drained probably, well, it's definitely the longest part I will ever hit in my life. It was from downtown and it hit it. And immediately, like, I love this game. Probably won't start <laughs> in clubs. Um, but then the, the, the one that's a, a real horror. So they're two bad personal experiences, mostly self inflicted due to, due to uh, kind of, attitude i guess um final one i chris you were actually there and i think tim you might have been as well but i had to walk off after nine holes this was post lesson um something that possibly quite a few people have have suffered with have a lesson you've got four or five different swing thoughts in your head i literally couldn't pull the club back i was stood over the the ball going i've got no idea what i'm doing um and i started developing kind of not the yips because well i guess it is the yips couldn't move the club so um, I just couldn't couldn't pull the club back to fire because I had no idea what to do on the backswing, no idea what to, what to do on the, the downswing. I said, no, unfortunately, boys, nine holes, that's me done. I'm heading straight to the driving range to go and figure out how to play golf. That's, that's my worst experience on a golf course that I guess is self-inflicted. 
But at the same time, I feel like a few people are going to have been there post lesson. You're trying to change something, probably like Pops is at the moment, and you just go, I don't want to hit this ball. I don't want to even take a swing at this. And that was horrifying. I'm confident Tim can beat yours. I'm also fairly confident that mine can can beat yours as well. I I like how we started, though. Okay, fine. So we've got um, a couple of walk-offs, timeouts uh, on a golf holiday and uh and not being able to actually swing the club okay that 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 last one is i would never want to be in that position where you're just like i don't know what i I don't know what i'm doing we've all been we've all had moments of that um it's a horrible place to be timbo talk to to us about horrible places to be yeah i'm going to give you the full story on this one so (laughs) if if ben's the most competitive golfer amongst us i reckon i'm one of if not the most excitable (laughs) <laughs> and like um and basically what i mean by that is before like we go away for like let's say a golf weekend or before we go on holiday like i i, I just get excited about literally every single bit of the trip like I, everything is just i'm like i'm like I'm, I'm like a puppy on christmas so this one particular time we'd organized a golf weekend away up in the midlands um now i'm actually from the midlands so i sort of said oh yeah no what no problem i'll go up on the um I'm going to go up on Friday night and I'll stay with my folks um, the night before or at my, at my folks place the night before. And I'll, and I'll see you guys there at the course on Saturday morning. So the Friday night, um, I sort of got back from work, jumped in the car, headed over to the range. And I was like, right, good, solid hour and a half rain session. This will set me in good stead um, before tomorrow. So I did my hour and, hour and a half rain session. Like it was fine from recollection, obviously from where this story is about to go, you probably say well it couldn't have been that good um <laughs> but basically after after said rain session it was probably about nine o'clock and i then needed to drive from london up to uh where my folks live up in the midlands so that's probably about a two and a half hour drive and unsurprisingly after having done a full week of work and a solid hour and a half on the driving range um I was pretty knackered to be honest, before I sort of st- started setting out on this on this drive, so I thought, right, okay, no problem at all. Safety first. What I'll do is I'll get myself, I'll get myself a couple of coffees, and I'll put them in the car, and I'll just have those to kind of chug out to chug away on on my way up, and that that way I'll be all good and everything like that. And absolutely fine, you know. Arrive back back at where I was staying, you know, half eleven midnight ish. Whatsoever. I thought, right, great. Um. And I thought, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I'm still a little bit wired after the drive, so I'll just put TV on, and you know, half an hour I'll probably just fall asleep. <laughs> hour and a half comes and goes whilst I'm sat on the sofa. <laughs> now, like, whatever, about yeah, one o'clock in the morning, half one in the morning, and I'm like, I could not be more awake right now. <laughs> and I thought, right, now this is this is this is borderline becoming a problem because I'm now acutely aware that I need to be up in. A, a maximum time I've got to sleep left is about six hours, which I already know is not enough. So then you, and I'm just, you know, yeah, you're like, okay, exactly. and we've all done it, right? We've all, all done it when we're struggling to sleep, which is like, oh my god, now I've only got four out, five hours. Now I've only got four hours. I mean, I, I was trying everything. I was like, right, I'm going to just read a book. <laughs> Hour goes past. I'm like why why can't i sleep why can't i sleep so eventually i think i got i i I think i got at best an hour and a half sleep (laughs) at best oh i remember um so i woke up i say woke up probably just kind of came out of my power nap 
um at about seven o'clock in the morning i think i have i think our tea time was about like nine or nine thirty, something like that drove over to the course thought right i'm gonna be really really tired and then i was in a dilemma because normally when i'm tired i'd have a coffee but having had the night i just have i'm not sure that coffee's the answer um so i had a couple of cups of tea and a bacon sandwich and proceeded to have the worst experience of my life on a golf course i went out on the front nine, no word of a lie, I scored one point. <laughs> one single point on my front nine. And just through a combination of just not being able to concentrate, having absolutely no rhythm, not being able to swing the club. And it was almost like I was that kind of um, bored. I was like, I was just utterly delirious. I'm like half around. I was like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I, say, I, I remember getting the updates on like the WhatsApp group and being like, this, this literally must be a typo. <laughs> it's has got one yeah. point. And I'm like, yeah. no, you're not. <laughs> I just remember like standing over the ball. Your way, just the whole way around and get more than one point. On <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like losing balls. I was like, I couldn't focus on putts. Like putts were just going past the hole. Like I, you know, I think I finished on, I, I, I don't know, like twelve points for the day. And um, miraculous recovery when you think about it. If you this, you've got one point. I mean, I'll take the ten, yeah, the ten, eleven point swing on the back nine, but. Um, yeah, that's 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 the lowest place I've ever been on a golf course, and it came from a place of just being so excited. But it's also before I actually someone had actually told me that yeah, coffee has a half life of eight hours. So um, if you have one at nine o'clock at night, particularly by the way, if you get like a one from like a a proper coffee shop barista, you ain't going to sleep anytime soon. Yeah. So that was a, a mistake I've never made since, and won't be making again. Um, but yeah, that was that was a pretty humbling and awful place to be for those couple of hours. I love it. <laughs> a one point front nine, a one point front nine. That, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I feel like will be hard to beat. Well, fun fact, fun fact. So I said that my score on the day was, I think I said twelve, didn't I? Um, in our golf society, I won't. I'm not going to name names because that that would be harsh. It's not actually the lowest score. It's not the lowest eighteen hole score in You're the joking. society. We've had, we've had lower ones. Have we actually? Yeah, we've had we've had a single figure score once before. No, we haven't. They yes, are now. Our Reeves scored an eight. scored an eight. I think there was an eight. There's an eight points. I, I think it was a nine, but not only was it a nine. I believe he scored a nine on one of the Dom Pedro. No, not the um, it might be in one of the Dom Pedro courses actually in Portugal. Exactly. So if you're going to do it, don't do it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Um. Also, I don't think that story we've eaten. I don't. I don't know that a one point over nine holes is. Yeah, I don't know that we've eaten. That will leave you in a dark place, I'm sure. Um, I've got two. One a dark place one, and one just highly amusing and embarrassing. I'll start with the dark place one. Uh, we took a trip to Celtic Manor last year. It was a weather wise. <laughs> it was an absolute <laughs> shit show. And I've been playing some okay golf. Like I'm not, nothing terrible. Nothing like bad. First, I can't remember what hole it was on, but it was like the first six holes I played fairly well. I think I was on 12 points after six. I was thinking, you know what? This is going all right. Step up on, well, I, I can't remember the actual hole, but it was a par three. Was it a par three or short par four or something? Check the iron out. Completely whiffed. Completely missed the ball. Out of nowhere. Just like completely missed the ball. 
looked at like kind of stopped, looked at myself in shock and was like, what the fuck just happened? Set up, hit the next shot, crushed it. And I was like, okay, right. Forget it. Don't know what's happened. Must, whatever. It's happened. Everyone was laughing, obviously, rightfully so. Don't know what's happened. Anyway, move on to the next hole. Stand on the tee, three wooded hand. Uh, swing, miss with it again. <laughs> and I was now going, what the fuck is going on? And I, you know, when you then, I, I went into an absolute tailspin and I was like, I, d- I don't know what to do. Um, calm down, like just walked away from the ball, steps away, step back up, hit, hit the drive. I was like, okay, fine. Next hole, stand up, three wood, whiff the ball again. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, my, my 12 points went down to, was still 12 after the next, the next three holes. So three blobs in a row, just absolutely lost it. No idea where it came from. I, I, I don't whiff shots anymore. It's just, unless, you know, this is not something that happens. For that to happen on three consecutive holes, it felt like someone was like looking over me with like, what are those dolls that you pin needles in? Yeah, voodoo, um, voodoo, doll. voodoo dolls. It felt like someone was doing that to me. And I was like, I, do, I don't know what's happening. Um, just uh, just for a, bit, a bit, bit of context as well. What were you playing off at the time? You weren't a beginner golfer. At no, all. I, think, I think it was off, uh, one of the best like handicaps I've had. I think that's when I was off like 11.8 or something. Like I was, I was <laughs> playing some, I was playing some good golf. Yeah. Um, before the W the world handicap system came and threw me back up to 15. It was, it was a bad year of golf last year, clearly. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I've never had anything like it. Where again, it been very much similar to what you're saying. I was like, I stood there going, I, t- I don't know what I'm doing. And it got to the point where second hole, everyone creasing up again, laughing. Third hole, it was that moment of like they stopped laughing and they were like, hmm, okay, this yes. is now got to the point where you you don't laugh and it's now just how do we? It's, it, it started. It's the it's the uh, the consoling. Oh, don't worry about it, mate. And I'm like, no, that's that's worse. I'd rather you laughed because then I can laugh yeah. with you. you. Like when it switches to the, oh, it'll be all right. Don't worry. I'm like, it won't it's, be fucking all right. I'm now in a dark hole and I don't know how to get out. So it's I one was... of those horrifying <laughs> like emotions and feelings that you hear people talk about it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, that's that's not real. You're fine. You just swing swing the golf club at it. But when you're in the midst of it, it is awful you do not want to be on the golf course <laughs> it's dreadful get me anywhere else it's just not nice and you can't I explain remember, it i seem to remember it was it was before the ninth because i got to the ninth and i was the only one that stopped at the halfway hut and i was like i'm literally giving myself like a a five minute step off the course get a coffee a couple of shots of tequila get yourself back out yeah honestly like i was like how do i just switch off for this and then and then and i think i played okay for the back nine but it was honestly i was in a, a an awful place <laughs> So have, I was actually in your four ball on that day. And there are two, <laughs> two, two things that there are two moments that really, really stick in my memory. And the first one was after I think you did it, the set at the, I think there was, there was one of the times you did it. There was like, you turned around to look at me and there was just like a, an absolute look of shock on your face. You look like, like a like a child on Christmas morning and someone coming in and stolen your presents. It was like that kind of expression on your face was like, I, I can't what help. Um, and, then, and then you're right. The second time we didn't really laugh because I was it was myself and Pops were there, and it was and it was that kind of moment when you look at your pal, not the pal that's playing, but your pal that's kind of in the other one that's in the group with you, and you look at each other. There's no words uttered, but it's a it's a it's a the eyes get a bit bigger and the eyebrows go up and it's a bit of a look of, oh God, 
Oh, I just, um, I just the, the fourth, the fourth, like the third hole, the, the reload shot, if you like, the one that I didn't hit. I drilled it, thought I'd absolutely creamed it, and turns out I just nailed it into the ground, and it was like a foot below the top of the ground, oh, yeah. in front of the, yeah, like a yeah. foot in front of the tee. Uh, yes, that was that made things worse. Sure, absolute clinic of golf. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I really don't know what happened. Uh, so that's that's a negative. That's a really bad place. Now let's just go to the the funny slash slightly embarrassing story. I was playing it, so we're now going back early 20 I was at university so I want to say like 2021 and and it wasn't it wasn't captain's day but like it was at my dad's golf club like guests were allowed to come and play in a tournament um play I you know I I played a little bit of golf but I again I was a solid solid 26 handicapper if I was going to have a handicap at that point didn't have an official one or anything like that and stood on the back tees and you know like with the, the golf days that we have, everyone starts talking about, oh my God, I'm off first. There's going to be 40 people watching me tee off. It's a genuine fear. And I know we all have it. And it's having, you know, the rest of your group watch you tee off can be quite terrifying at times. When someone lets you play through, it's terrifying. Having 40 people watch you tee off, it can be obviously quite nerve wracking. I I remember, so 20, 21 years old, not, you know, very poor at golf, very, very shit at golf and stood on the tee being like, right, don't don't make an embarrassment of my dad. It's his club. Got to, got to do the thing here. Uh, it's at Leatherhead Golf Club, and Leatherhead Golf Club on the first tee, you've got the bar sort of behind you, back left. You've got a road that crosses in front of you, um, on the back tee, and before you get to the fairway, the road is you know it's it, at the front of the tee. It's like you know fifteen yards in front of you or whatever. And I don't know if they still have these or not, because I haven't been back in a long time, but at the front of the tee box, they had railway sleepers kind of separating the road to, oh, God. to, to oh, the God. tee box. Uh, so I'm stood there. There's 40 odd people watching uh, in the bar, beers flowing. I set up with my driver. Don't embarrass my dad. Don't embarrass my dad. Uh, top the drive, it, or maybe even thin it. I don't know what it was, but it never went more than ankle height. Uh, rebounded <laughs> off the railway sleeper back behind me into like onto the patio of the bar and no. laughter just erupted and it just people were just loving life so I was there just, you know you're like I, I really want to just kind of cool up into a little ball and play as it play as it lies you've not gone past the women's tees you've got to play with your trousers down I was like oh no <laughs> Um, so for, for memory, I didn't didn't take my trousers down at this point, uh, but did play the shot from from the patio just because I thought, well, I've, I've got to you know got to give the fans what they want. But uh, as embarrassment levels go, yeah, that was that was well and truly up there. I then had a seven t- or what was it, an eight year break from golf, so maybe that was part of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, so yeah, that's fun, fun times. But so like, it, it's okay. Like looking, looking back, even on the day after the moment had gone, I was able to laugh about it. And you know what? It was, it was funny. Like shit happens. It always happens in golf. Um. So yeah, and it turns out my dad did the same thing like two years later. So uh, all's all's good. This is a bit like therapy, isn't it? This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's that. And so I, I want to hear the worst people listening what are your worst golf stories like what's the the funniest the most embarrassing but what's the things that have gone 
horribly, horribly wrong because it always happens in this sport and, and we're always very fearful of it. And yet we, it happens to us all. So uh, yeah, let us know, post in the Facebook group, pop us a message, send us a tweet, whatever. And, uh, and let us know anything else you guys want to add to that section. Now that we've brought it up, I just hope it doesn't happen again. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah, for sure. Let's, uh, none of that. Let's, let's not, we probably shouldn't talk about it. Probably not a very good psychological thing to talk about it over and over again anyway, is it? So in which case, let's draw the line there. Uh, Let's bring that episode to a close. Uh, And we will catch you guys on the next episode as I've turned into a Dalek, it sounds like. Uh, So that's good timing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Catch later. See you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Tim. It's Tim. <laughs>If you've enjoyed the show, it would be amazing if you could leave us a rating and review. And remember to subscribe on iTunes or follow on Spotify. This week's episode is brought to you by Sunday Red Golf, the place for the hackers of this world. If you love your golf, enjoy a laugh, probably enjoy a beer too, and you don't take yourself too seriously, then this is the place for you. Come on over to sundayredgolf.co.uk. Also, if you'd like to have your own race to Dubai or FedEx Cup, then head on over to tourchamp.co and start your leagues for free.